This is Business by the Bay, here to discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions. Your host, Ajay Sani. Good afternoon and welcome everyone to Business by the Bay, where we talk to successful business leaders and discuss various challenges businesses face and possible solutions. I'm your host, Ajay Sani, and today's show is sponsored by Payroll Vault. It is a boutique-style local payroll service provider for small businesses. Payroll Vault fully handles the payroll tasks and take over complex payroll activity from the business owners and are also helping qualified businesses get ERC, employee retention credit. The credit is up to $5,000 per employee for 2020 and up to $7,000 per employee for the first three quarters in 2021. For details, please call Payroll Vault at 925-273-7020. So today, We'll be talking about, when it comes to businesses, what are the options when it comes to franchise businesses. And I have an expert in this area, Peter Niles, who is the founder of Executive Innovation. He's a franchise broker consultant who helps clients structure a franchise strategy based on the uniqueness of their situation and what they find most compelling as to brand, culture, and operating models in order to attain their goals. So he'll help clients navigate through the complexities of modern franchising. The end results are sustainable goals that meet their needs and help them avoid costly mistakes. He has extensive experience and understands the complex franchising issues of both the franchisor and the franchisee. He understands the need to combine significant business knowledge of the ever-changing franchise landscape with thorough knowledge of how quality franchise organizations are run and what they look for in ideal partners. He seeks to introduce his clients to the best franchise companies. So welcome, Peter. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Thank you, AJ. I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. And thank you to Payroll Vault for supporting this program. It's my pleasure to have you. So let's start. We have a lot of questions for you today. And the first one is, you help people find the right business. So who are the peak people actually you really help the most? Are these people who are already in the business world or majority of your clients are people who want to get rid of their you know, nine to five jobs and want to start something on their own? Great question. I would say that I'm willing to help anybody who's interested in pursuing their dream of becoming a business owner, but the primary focus uh, for me would be corporate refugees, much uh-huh. like myself and, and you, uh, folks who, for whatever reason, find themselves either voluntarily or involuntarily in a transition period in their career, and they're thinking there must be something more to life than this, and they need some assistance, maybe a nudge in the right direction to understand just how many opportunities are available to them. Very good. Yeah, I mean... I can relate to that a few years back, yeah. So it's a great service that you're providing. So you help people find the right franchise. So what are the benefits of buying a franchise? In a nutshell, I tell folks that the biggest benefit is you're gonna be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You're going to have an entire organization behind you that has developed the particular business model that you're becoming invested in. They have a support network that provides you with not just initial training, but ongoing training through the life of your relationship with that brand. 
You've got fantastic people at the corporate level that you can turn to for advice Mm -hmm. when you run into an inevitable challenge, as well as other franchisees in the system. All of those are things that someone who starts a business from scratch doesn't have access to. Yeah, and it's a very important point because a lot of times when we start and we are in an unknown environment, if you're doing business for the first time, we may not uh, know. And it's kind of, uh, you know, hit and try, learn on the job kind of a thing. But in case of franchise, there are like proven systems where, as you rightly mentioned, there are other franchise owners who have been successful. So it's uh, easier to share and learn and kind of one doesn't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel. Well, and reinvent the wheel is another phrase that I use a lot when I'm speaking with folks. You know, the the proven systems, the playbook that a franchise system offers a new franchisee, and all of those support mechanisms that I addressed a second ago, hopefully contribute to alleviating the fear and apprehension of the unknown that Mm -hmm. we all are going to face when we go down this path. And yet... Cautious optimism evolves pretty quickly as people start to recognize they can, in fact, do this. They have the skills, the competencies, the experience that translates from whatever they were doing in their corporate role into being a business owner. And then once we've narrowed down the options to something that matches their particular goals and aspirations, it becomes unbridled enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah. So, Peter, what makes a good franchise owner? A good franchise owner or a good client to pursue this particular direction would be somebody who is open to new possibilities, someone who's willing to take a risk, because even in a franchise concept, there's going to be risk involved. Someone who is a good communicator, a good team player, who's flexible, who's willing and able to seek out guidance from other people who, as I said earlier, might be in the same network that they're in. They they don't have to go this alone. Those are some of the attributes that I would say are really key for folks that should be thinking about going down this particular route. Very good. So what are today's franchise buyers really looking for? Flexibility and financial independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be, I think, the the primary things. You know, we see in the news every day more and more layoffs uh, across a variety of sectors, including technology here in the Bay Area. That's the first time we've seen anything as significant as what's happening now. And a lot of those people uh, are fearful. Mm-hmm. Uh, either they are fearful they will be laid off or they have, in fact, been laid off. And they would like to position themselves in such a way as to have more control over their future and more control over their time. So being in a business of one's own and a franchise concept allows them to attain that flexibility and that financial independence that they may not be feeling as a corporate employee. Yeah, makes sense. So Peter, what are the pros and cons of franchising? Well, I think the pros, and we've touched on a bit of them, uh, would be, you know, you're, you're getting into a proven system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been worked and developed from A to Z by the franchisor. So you know what you're getting into. You have a playbook that you can follow. You have the 
strength of that team I alluded to earlier behind you, not only when you launch your business, but well into the future. And, you know, you've got great support, great training that comes with a franchise concept. But there are also some disadvantage to being in a franchise. Things like you are going to have less control over changing the concept. Imagine owning a McDonald's franchise. You can't just arbitrarily decide to start serving square hamburgers like Wendy's. Uh, so yeah. you've got that limitation on, on just how much control you can exert uh, in the business. You also have the opportunity to see changes in the franchise or leadership team. The franchise might get purchased by a larger entity. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's a leadership change, that can cause some disruption, and you have to be able to adapt to whatever that might, might mean for you and your other franchisee. Right. So moving on, Peter, why don't we discuss how exactly do you help your clients? And you can maybe go through your process. Sure. My focus, first and foremost, is on the client. Uh, I tell everyone I work with, this is your journey, not mine. I've been down this road, and hopefully the value that I bring is the experience of knowing the questions that should be asked, Uh, and the answers that need to be obtained so that somebody can ultimately make a really informed decision. So to do that, I begin by asking a lot of questions that are designed to build a profile of the client I'm working with, what he or she brings to the party in terms of their skills, their aspirations and experiences from whatever it is they've done up until this point, what their goals for the business are, is it a full-time owner-operator type of an environment they want, or is it more of a semi-absentee role where they perhaps hold on to their day job, develop the business on the side as additional income, or perhaps something they can pivot to if and when the circumstances change in their employment, they have something they can move over to, or is it an absentee investor type of a model where they have really very little day-to-day interaction with Mm -hmm. the business. And the main difference between those three is a balance of time versus money. The more of a individual's time they're willing to put into the business, obviously the less you have to pay employees to run the business. So I try to get a picture of what is it they really want out of this? Also, what is their exit strategy? Is this a business that they want to sell someday Mm -hmm. at the end of their time running it, uh, go sit on a beach and enjoy life? Mm -hmm. Or is it a business they want to pass on to their children? Or is it a business that they want to scale up and have multiple locations? So those are just a few of many different questions I'll ask Mm -hmm. to build that profile, which ultimately allows me to identify franchise brands that are in their wheelhouse. And I'd be remiss if I also didn't mention a very important part of that assessment is what is their financial wherewithal, their Mm -hmm. capability for funding a business, you know, and if someone really does not have the financial resources, I'm very quick to let them know this may not be the right path for you. Yes, there are tremendous opportunities to fund businesses, but there are some requirements and no one is going to just give you a franchise and say, you know, hey, hope it all works out. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true. 
because end of the day, it's the right fit uh, in terms of like for any individual because it's it's just not like a hobby kind of a thing. It, it could be a hobby if it's just a side gig where you're just trying out certain things and say, okay, let me see what I get out of it. Then it's a, it's a different type of a person. But if uh, in all seriousness, um, you need a business to be successful and that requires, as you rightly said, either the involvement of the individual or in that case, if if that person is busy, then hire the right team to get the job done. Because as such, businesses fail when you're trying to do everything, and if you are doing half of it, then it won't work. (laughs) Well, and you use the word right fit, and I think that matches up very well with what I really perceive myself to be. Yes, I advertise myself as a franchise consultant and broker. Uh That's technically what I do. Mm -hmm. But what I see myself as is a matchmaker. That I actually represent the entity that brings together someone who is looking to get into a business Mm -hmm. and wants information to understand what his or her best opportunity is, matching them to the appropriate business that will help them achieve those goals. And it's interesting to note, I think, that folks need to recognize the franchisor is as interested in making the right match as the franchisee is. The beauty of that relationship really only manifests itself if both sides understand it's in both of their interests to work together to a common goal. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So, Peter, what are some of the challenges that you are seeing in the business world currently? I think economic uncertainty is probably the biggest one right now. Uh, As we talked a moment ago, layoffs or potential layoffs uh, across many sectors, high interest rates, and the ongoing fear of a looming recession. We've been hearing about this, you know, upcoming recession. We may already be in it right now and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be out of it in the near future. But those are, those are some of the, the biggest challenges that I think folks in business are seeing right now. So... Moving on, do you want to share some of the interesting businesses that you have seen in the last few years? Interestingly, over the course of the last several years through the pandemic, you know, I, like everyone at the time the pandemic launched, was thinking, oh my, now what's going to happen? And interestingly, we saw year-over-year growth uh, well in advance of 20% in folks who were actually investing in starting franchise operations of one type or another. And within the world of franchising, there are a tremendous diversity of business segments that folks can become interested in. Home services, Mm -hmm. which includes things like roofing contractors, uh, window cleaning, yard care, tree trimming, paint contractors, (coughs) electrical um, you know, water damage repair, all of those absolutely exploded during the pandemic. Why? Because we were all sitting at home. We couldn't yeah. get out of the house and we're looking around thinking, boy, this place looks like it needs some work. Another area that did really well during the pandemic and continues to be is anything related to pets. You know, we will cut back on maybe taking a vacation, but we're going to put the money into our pets. And uh, likewise, our families. 
Right. So healthcare related services like senior care services did well and continue to do really, really well. Those are some that come to mind right now that uh, I think answer that question. Yeah, you're right, because so much time people spent in their home during the pandemic that a lot of sort of uh, activities around that flourished. I was talking to a general contractor a week back, and he mentioned that he is fully booked for rest of 2023. So he really doesn't have any sort of window to really take any more projects uh, during 2023. So it's really uh, gone in terms of like certain industries that they're really, really busy. Well, it, it is. And, and, you know, another challenge for businesses, um, not just franchise concepts, would be finding employees mm-hmm. who are able, willing and ready to do the work. You know, with a franchise, the owner usually isn't actually performing any particular work in the franchise model, other than being the business operations director, if you will, the chief promoter of that business, making sure that people know who they are, what they do, and how they can find them. Yeah. So that uh, whatever that product or whatever that service that they offer is, uh, gets utilized. So they're not actually performing the work, which means you have to hire employees. Now, you know, not all businesses require employees. I think the percentage I saw not too long ago in a Forbes article talked about, you know, 99.9% of businesses across the U.S. are small businesses, Mm -hmm. which franchises fall into that category. Nearly half of all U.S. employees are employed by a small business, which is a staggering number to me to hear. And then over eight out of 10 small businesses have no employees. So 80% of those small businesses have no employees, which means it's the owner. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there's a particular, you know, role that he or she is, is playing all by themselves. They might have a family member that they're using to assist them, uh, or they might have uh, a small cadre of, of employees, but it's not something you have to have. Right. And at times they can just outsource certain things and get the job done from other vendors also. So that could be the model some of those businesses may be using. Well, in that contractor example you used a moment ago, if he's a general contractor, that's exactly what he's doing, right? He's mm-hmm. outsourcing uh, different aspects of the job. He's probably got specific crews that he is accustomed to working with, but uh, he's, he's outsourcing that. Exactly. And one of the other challenges that I heard of late was also some of the supply issues in terms of like at times the project in trades and all, if they're not getting the material on time, then it's getting delayed. And I've heard that it's easing up and it has eased. Uh, but uh, last year, uh, it was a little bit of, of a challenge to get the material. Right. I think we heard about all these tankers that are sitting out in the, the bay with product, but no way to move them uh, off of the boats. Yeah. I, I think that, yes, that, that's being resolved. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of the business environment varies so much depending on what's happening around us. And sometimes it doesn't seem a direct sort of a link, but then the impact is massive. Uh, for example, when the pandemic hit, suddenly the number of Zoom users <laughs> that increased, the the digitization that took place, uh, doing things remotely and having so many video calls, 
that was well, incredible. Well, I think a word that we heard a lot during the pandemic was pivot. Yeah. And, you know, if I was to give advice to any prospective or current business owner, it would be to be flexible and be ready to pivot and be thinking about having a plan should something untoward happen. Yeah. And I guess business always requires uh, flexibility because Mm -hmm. if we go with a rigid mindset, then it can work if everything remains same, but we know the environment would change. And when things around us change, then we need to adapt accordingly. We do. And we also need to be ready and willing to seek advice Mm -hmm. and counsel, uh, which again, from a franchise perspective, as I said earlier, you have those other resources that you can turn to that don't cost you anything uh, to seek guidance on how another franchisee in the system who perhaps is, you know, just the next city over right. uh, has been dealing with an issue that you all of a sudden are now issue or, or dealing with. So be open and willing to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. It's like no point in reinventing the wheel. Absolutely not. Yeah. If- especially when there are proven models around that. So you mentioned cost, right? There's no cost to ask. But what about your cost when you help? Great question. So my service is 100% absolutely free. There's no fee involved. There's no obligation. Nice. I do this, Ajay, because I want to, not because I have to. Um, I had a really long and successful career in the corporate world, and essentially financially was able to step away from that and think about what the next phase of my life was going to be like. And I made a commitment to myself that I was only going to work with who I wanted to work with, when, where, how, and for the reasons I wanted to work with them. None of those really sync up with having a job. But it puts me in a position that I get up every day more excited now than I ever was in my previous career. And I feel that I'm really doing good work at helping other people understand they do have options. And so a lot of my focus is on guiding them towards those options. And if there's compensation in the end, that's great, but they don't pay me for my service. I work much like a realtor does. Mm-hmm. When you are working with a realtor and he or she is showing you a home, they're not you know, getting any money from you mm-hmm. for that service. But the owner of the home, if you buy it, will pay you. So it works very similar for me. Uh, I have about 600 different franchise brands that are spread across a variety of different business segments and markets Mm -hmm. out of the roughly 4,000 that are available in the United States. And I have an arrangement with those folks that if I make a match that benefits not just the franchisee, but the franchisor and bringing that team together, Uh uh, they'll compensate me on the back end. What's unique about that, I think, is that if you were a prospective client I was working with, for example, Mm -hmm. and you found a brand that was actually in the portfolio that I work with on your own, maybe you were sitting around the coffee table on a Saturday morning drinking coffee and thinking how miserable you are at your job, Mm -hmm. and you went on the internet and just typed in franchise and saw something come across your screen that intrigued you, if you reached out to them and decided to invest with them, and that happens to be in my portfolio, you would pay the exact same amount of money to get into that business as you would if you were to utilize my service. So hopefully people recognize the benefit of my expertise 
in guiding them through making what is a really important decision about what they're going to do in their life and where they're going to put their time and their hard-earned money. That's awesome. So there is like, you know, everything to gain and nothing to lose by talking to you. A- absolutely. And, you know, franchising or being a business owner is not for everybody. Um, so, you know, that's a big part of, of what I'm trying to help them understand, too, mm-hmm. is is it right for them? You know, you can look at a resume and see all of the skills and the competencies and mm-hmm. the experience that someone has accrued in their corporate life, for right. example. That doesn't necessarily you know, mean that they really have the motivation and the fortitude to go down this particular path. Right. Franchising is no different than any other business that people start. You know, it has a higher success rate, but franchise models can sell or yeah. uh, fail, I should yeah. say. And if someone thinks they're buying themselves a business that's just going to print money, without much effort or oversight as the owner, they're going to be sadly mistaken. So again, I try to make sure people go into this with eyes wide open and understand those pros as well as the cons and help them make the ultimate decision. I tell folks that when we engage from the point we start talking about Mm -hmm. what it is they want to do and building that profile of what would be a good fit for them, it's typically about 90 days before they have enough information uh, to make an informed decision. Is this the right thing for us to do? Pretty cool. So Peter, you're almost uh, at the end of our show. So if any of the listeners want to contact you, what's the best way to reach you? I think the easiest and best way uh, to reach me would be through my website, which is peterniles.com. There you'll find not only my contact information, and the ability to reach out to me uh, through that website. But you'll find a really nice overview, if I do say so myself, of the education that one would get in exploring with me, as well as a pretty clear picture of what that journey would look like. Great. Peter, this was very useful. So really appreciate your time today. Ajay, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. And again, thank you to Payroll Vault for supporting this program. So listeners, peterniles.com is the website and there's a lot of information out there and this one is at no cost. So you can just go and contact Peter and he offers a complimentary service to see if uh, the franchise journey is the right journey for you. you know? So I hope you enjoyed this information and uh, the show was brought to you by Payroll Vault and you can find the recording of the show on our website, businessbythebay.live. Please feel free to contact us in case you have any questions. You may send us an email at info at businessbythebay.live. Take care and have a wonderful weekend. Business by the Bay with your host, Ajay Sani. Join us next time as we discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions.